in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the weekly cut. Hello and welcome back to the Weekly Cut Podcast, bringing you the latest news and reviews in TV and film every single week. I'm your host Brad and this is co-host Connor T as always. Hello there. Uh, we have bottled the gym today. Yeah, we have. But I hold my hands up, this was all me. You know, I don't know why, it's, it's nothing to do with how late it is. I just sat there and I was like, the thought of lifting anything right now. Yeah. Jade asked me to feed the dog and I couldn't even be asked to lift the bag of dog food. It's a bit wet outside. So it is rainy. wet. Raining does that to you. Uh, anyway, so this, as I said, this is the podcast for all your things, all your geeks, all your nerdy things you want to talk about. We are the ones that bring it to you. Follow us at Twitter, at Weekly Cut. Keep yourself up to date. And for the listeners, we're approaching 25k uh, yeah. Now that means a lot to us. That is a lot of listens. Yeah, it's so all your ears. Thank you, everyone, for letting it's, us in. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice. Uh, right now, on with the show. Here's what made the cut this week. We have the Mandalorian season three review. What's good? What's bad? What's fugly? We're discussing the new trailer for Fast X. We just rewatched it. Then yep. we got the teaser for the new Godzilla Kong movie with a new official synopsis. Marvel seems to have found Reed Richards for Fantastic Four, a new Star Trek movie, John Boyega rumors back at Star Wars, and even Jonathan Majors update. Stinky. And it's not looking good, is it, Con? No, stinky. Yes, yeah, we'll bring it to you. Don't worry. But for now, it's news, news, news. Solid intro. I'm happy with that. Yeah, we're straight in. <laughs> right, let's start off with uh, industry insider Daniel RPK. I'll hold my hands up. He's he is good. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, it. There's a lot of sticky ones out there. He seems to be one of the ones that gets it right a lot of the time. He's usually trailers, um, but he has got a Patreon and he dropped a bombshell, which now all the industry insiders seem to be following and saying yes, he's correct. So. Adam Driver is reportedly now in final talks to play Reed Richards in Marvel's Fantastic Four. Uh, we've spoken about this many times. Yeah. I know you've got a crush on him. Oh Yeah, we, we love him on this podcast. <laughs> we do. All jokes aside, he is phenomenal. He's really good, yeah. He is so, so good. Uh, now, there's a couple of little things we're going to talk about here. Um, first of all, Galactus and Silver Surfer. Now, I'm excited about this. Also, they're going to be the villains and not Doctor Doom. Are you glad they're not rushing Doctor Doom? Yeah, you got to take your time with Doctor Doom. I really want Doctor Doom. Yeah, 100%. Like desperately. But you got to now, absolutely now that. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer is someone I am so eager to see in the MCU. Uh, good old Lawrence Fishburne vo- voiced him in 2007. I don't know if you remember that movie. I actually watched the end of that. No, you did not. Yeah, on the cruise. What, with the Cloud Galactus? Yeah, watched the end of it. That's Now you know why comic book fans were fuming, because that's not, Galactus is not a big cloud. Like, it was awful. Oh, was that supposed that, to be Galactus? That was Galactus. Oh, I thought so, it was just a big cloud thing. Yeah, ridiculous. Oh. So um, the whole point of Galactus is he has a herald, which in this case, in many cases of obviously comics and that, but it's Silver Surfer. What a cool character. Yeah, he's cool. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are saying Keanu Reeves would be fantastic at voicing because he's, he's got a dull, no offence, Keanu. Yeah. A dull, robotic accent. He needs to speed up a bit. But yeah. <laughs> he does need to speed yeah. up a bit. But he would be perfect. Anyway, I think that's really good. And we don't need to see Galactus, do we? Like, no. he's a big, massive threat, cosmic threat. Yeah. But for just the first Fantastic Four, does Silver Surfer sound good to you? Perfect, yeah. Absolutely perfect. I love it. Yeah, don't, don't rush it. Don't show us Galactus. Don't give us Doctor Doom. I'm talking a lot of my hands, though, putting over yeah. there. <laughs> we well, yeah, we've got no cameras, but... <laughs> 
But yeah, take your time with it. 100% agree. Um, it just makes total sense. He sends his herald to Earth to try and devour it. Yeah. Um, and Fantastic Four are there, and we introduce. Perfect. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, but yeah, back to Adam Driver. That makes so much sense. Now you think he does look like a Reed Richards. It'll be perfect. Well, well, that's a good point. Think about him. Uh, I never watched the movie, but we all saw the promotional material for House of Gucci. Yeah. He's got glasses and he's, you know, wearing suits, etc. Not that Reed Richards, you know, wears three pieces or anything, but he did look a bit geeky in that. Yeah. So if you popped the old grey side sort of burns on him, I think he'd look perfect. Yeah. Give him a Gucci suit. <laughs> Give him a Gucci. He can have that as well. Yeah. It's fine. What Reed wants, he wants. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think they need a big name. They need a big win. And Adam Driver, uh, maybe we're being a little bit biased, but I believe he's one of the best actors working, young yeah. actors working today. And he can do both. He can do a big franchise Star Wars. Yeah. And he can do the little independence, well, independent-ish like House of Gucci. Absolutely. Even him. last time I saw him was, well, I watched him in 65, actually. The oh, Dino- yeah. Dinosaur. Shit movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was good, as always. Uh, and also The Last Jewel. I actually loved that movie. Yeah. Um, he was really good in that as well. But uh, I think it's fair to say we are big fans of that. Big fans. And hopefully it is true, but it sounds like it is. Um, now, moving on. Connor, you need to uh, calm down a little bit because we're going to talk us some Star Trek. Oh, Rich, White's come- <laughs> Rich White is knocking on yeah. my door now. <laughs> Why don't you like it, Connor? <laughs> Look, um, for people that don't know, and I'm sure you've probably gathered by now, I'm a massive uh, Trekkie. Connor is not. Completely fair enough. That's, yeah. that's fine. <clears throat> Everyone has difference of opinions. So what? Um, before you get into it, yeah? Rich White, you're my biggest fan. I'm your biggest fan now. Since you, think <laughs> you put a comment on the, the Twitter... Um, you've got time to catch up. Only 187 episodes, three films, something like yeah. that. Like, very good. Yeah, well played. Yeah. He's done the math. Uh, I don't think you're going to delve into it, though. Absolutely not. No, I'll just tell you about it for four hours. No worries. Yeah. Right, let's move on. Some, it's quite big news, considering the person who is involved. So, Paramount has confirmed that a new Star Trek movie titled Section 31 with Michelle Yao is in the works. So, first of all, before we get into what your thought of that, Section mm. 31 is is like the... SAS, Navy SEAL, Black Ops type faction of Starfleet in the universe, of Star, Star Trek universe. Okay, yeah. So that's what the, it'll be about, the, the nitty gritty type behind the John Luke Picards. Yeah, that's okay. That's the whole point of Section 31. Now, this was rumoured to be a series ages ago, like years and years ago, because she appeared in uh, Star Trek Discovery on Netflix. Um, then it went dead. Then she won an Oscar. Stock is high. <laughs> Get her back. Uh, you you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, they've they've called Michelle's mobile. <laughs> it's like cut off yeah. different number. I think get her number now. Yeah. Get her back in. Um, I can't remember her name for me because the the series towed off. It wasn't a great Star Trek series towards mm-hmm. the end. Star Trek Discovery that was. Um, she played a character called Emperor. I can't remember where it was, but she was actually really good. And the Section Thirty One aspect is quite interesting yeah, because it's a bit darker yeah. um, and more actiony. So yeah, you're right, Connor. They have called her up because her stock is high. Yeah, they've knocked on the door as well. And she's obviously gone, I'm not doing a series. Yep. I'm a movie star now. So they're doing a Paramount uh, movie for her. Joe, you know what? I'll take that. If you give me SAS in space. Yeah. Just call it that. SAS <laughs> in space. And I very much doubt they'll, they'll connect to like, you know, Kirk or Jean-Luc Picard and the next generation. I think you're fine. I think it'll just be a sci-fi movie. Yeah. That's, that's all you need to get general audiences in. Yeah. So if you start saying those names, you know... Well, actually, not for me. But also, I don't even think it will be a theatrical one. I think it will go straight to... I don't think Star Trek 
will be doing that for some time because they're having so much because of Picard season three. I'll talk about it in screens later. Yeah. I, I think they're thinking they can't risk a big budget Star Trek movie at the minute with a 200 yeah. mil production. Yeah. And then 200 mil marketing. And Michelle Yeoh. And Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Exactly that. So Paramount, pay her a lot and that'll do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's coming. Right. Now, another big rumour um, that appears to have got traction and it seems to be true. Yeah. We spoke about it a little bit last week, but we'll delve into it a little bit more now. Uh, so this is via Jeff Schneider and the Hot Mic on YouTube. Uh, multiple insiders as well are backing up that John Boyega has apparently buried the hatchet, that's their words, with Star Wars boss Kathleen Kennedy and will be joining Daisy Ridley in the new Star Wars movie set on establishing a new Jedi Order. Straight away over to you. Good. John Boyega, I think, bigger man than all that. <laughs> bigger man. Give her a call and just say, let's just put our differences aside. Let's bring Finn back. Bring me my money. It. Yeah, come on, I want my money. <laughs> I think this is good news because everyone don't. likes Finn and John Boyega. I wanted him back since last week. Yeah. Him and Daisy Ridley work well together. So I think happy days. I completely agree. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't see why this would be a bad thing for people that are, uh, you know, what, what did we mean by bury the hatchet? Long story short, I think it was in 2020, there was a big GQ magazine interview. You'll, you'll remember it from when we were sort of doing this and having chats. Mm. Um, and where he basically just called out the whole of Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and said they push non-white characters to the side and then the white characters come to the forefront. And in his defense, we mm. won't go into it because it's, you know, it's public knowledge, it's out there, but he was sold up a river yeah, and sold a dream by, I think it was J.J. Abrams at the time in a coffee shop that, you know, Force Awakens, you're the Jedi, it'll be you as well sort of thing. Yeah. And then that didn't pan out. That's harsh. So yeah. <laughs> uh, he thought he was going to be something bigger. He still had a big role. He was one of the core yeah. three, but I think it just got all chopped and changed around for whatever reason. So um, they apparently have buried the hatchet now. That's a good thing. The only bad thing that's going to come of this is Attack the Block 2. <laughs> What is going to happen to that? <laughs> I, maybe it started filming and, and I don't know about this. I think you're absolutely right. Yep. That'll get pushed to the wayside. That's a shame. <laughs> Completely forgot about that, Con. <laughs> yeah. uh, attack the block. Wow. Uh, right. Yeah. Nothing more to say on that. I mean, I thought Daisy and John, I'm going to call them that because we're, we're friends. Best banks, yeah. Um, I thought they had really good chemistry. Yeah. Daisy was really good. They, I, I, they felt like, I mean, I've seen it off screen as well. They were, you know, they're really close and friendly. But on screen, I just think it, I mean, with Poe and Oscar Isaac as well. But did you not get that? I felt like they were close. I felt like they could carry a movie in their relationship. Yeah. It was refreshing as well. It was refreshing. It did feel like a new era of Star Wars. 100%. And we won that again. Don't take that away from us. <laughs> no, uh, completely agree. So we'll see on that. I think that will be the next movie. I yeah. think they'll... I know we've, we spoke about it. Go listen to last week's uh, Weekly Cut episode. We spoke about all Star Wars celebration, details, rumours, theories, etc. We know there's James Mangold's movie coming. We know there's Dave Filoni's movie coming. But I think this will be... They might not call it episode 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they'll. this will be their forefront they push through quick yeah. to try and get out maybe like 2025 because there's rumours apparently they're looking to actually film later this year or early next year. So, oh, yeah, I think this will start. Um, right. Now, we're moving on to a little bit of a sour note, but unfortunately we do have to talk about it because it is so big and mm. it's affecting one of the biggest, sorry, the biggest IP in the world of film. So we're talking about Marvel Studios, we're talking about Jonathan Majors. Um, as Jonathan Majors prepares for May 8 court appearance on domestic violence charges, his PR problems have about to got a lot 
worse. Yeah. Um, multiple alleged, just we'll have to just clarify that, alleged abuse victims have now come forward and following his March arrest are cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Um, mm. Now, before we get into some more details, I mean, you cannot always trust that. Yeah, you have to always take that with a pinch of salt because yes. some it's legit. Some just think, if I just throw my hat in the ring, it could happen, it could not. It's one of those things. I mean, full disclosure, me and Connor believe he's done what he's done. Let's just put that out there. We think he's done what he's done. However, I do think it's really harsh, unless there's absolute evidence with these multiple victims coming forward. I think it's really harsh when people pile on. Yeah. Unless you have actual evidence, then fair enough. Yeah. But it's it's obviously it's made it go a lot worse now, and there's been a knock-on effect. Yeah, so he's uh, been dropped by multiple multiple um, projects and agencies and, <laughs> it's stinky our um, faces right now yeah so april 17th uh, majors management company entertainment 360 have dropped him as a client that's uh so that's that's his agent that's his, that's his main management company yeah, yeah the, jesus christ that's his big thing um the lead or leddy company um which is a pr company mm. um confirmed they've removed him from the client list so again the dominoes are falling he's handling his own pr now yeah, which yeah. is not going to be good well, I mean, if they handled the PR, i.e. text message, they'd get rid of them anyway. That is a true statement. Yeah. Why did they release those text yeah. messages? Um, two brand deals he had. Um, one with Valentino. Um, they've asked him not to go to the Met Gala, which is a, a clothing brand. That's Valentino, it, yeah. It? Um, Texas Rangers baseball team have also cut majors out of their ad campaign, which releases yeah. this month. I guess worse. Um, he was set to star and executive produce an upcoming adaptation of Walter Mosley's novel, the man in the basement, Bloody Willem Dafoe attached to it as well. Um, they're recasting. So he's going to co-star with Willem Dafoe. His yeah. career was on such a trajectory. And exec produce it as well. Oh my God. Um, and it was also circling Otis Redding biopic, um, but Deadline have reported he's no longer under consideration. Do you know what? Hear, hearing all that, just really, do, I just I, there's no coming back for that. I think no. he's done. I think he is done, yeah. I mean, luckily for him, well, not luckily for him, but I mean, luckily for him, yeah, yeah. personally, he's probably got his money, so he's okay, but this could cost him a hell of a yes, lot. Yes, agreed. Uh, it's, look, it's just sh- such a shame. We, we still don't know. It's all alleged at the minute, so we won't get into it too much. It's such a shame, though, because he, he was on such a good path in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, he's also got there's a, a film coming out called Magazine Dreams, I think. I think that comes out in December this year. That was worthy on Oscar nod, apparently. That was going to be a big moment. Don't know what's going to happen now. But yeah, he's just such a good actor. But if he's done what he's done, and we think he might have, yeah. I don't think he's innocent personally. Um, but we'll see on May 8th is his big court appearance. So we'll see after that. Um, one thing we'll end on, Marvel have apparently, according to Deadline, not met with him or his agents yet. Well, he got one yeah, now. Got one, yeah. um, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't. I think they have met um, because he is so important. Loki season two is already filmed. A bit like the Ezra Miller debacle yeah and that's why probably marvel are staying really quiet at the minute so you can't really blame marvel um do you think because i've also heard that a trailer's ready to go for loki it's coming out this year yeah so we ain't seen we've only obviously seen the quantum mania um what do you call it post credit scene where he's in that yeah pages. he's a big role in loki season two do you think they're waiting to see what happens on may 8th with the call i think so i think that's the wise thing for them to do because if it is it's bad for Marvel, because I think the damage is already done. If you see Jonathan Majors, you think, oh, abuser. I completely agree with that. So I think Marvel have to drop him. But I think they're fucked. Marvel are fucked, basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. They have to restructure everything. And it's going to be a big mess. Yeah. Just when he's getting back on track. I know. He does this. I know. Uh, as, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. But as me and Connor said, he was the best thing in Quantumania. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a shame because you never know. It might all pan out and, it, you know, it might have been, you know, a smoke screen or what. But if it isn't, Marvel have got a huge dilemma um, coming yeah. up because the next few phases were planned around Mr. Majors. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll, they'll think about recast. But when this updates and develops, we'll let you know. As we said, only a couple of weeks until his court appearance. Right, now hit that trailer button. We're going to pick the room back up. Yeah, let's raise back it. Back up. Yeah. We're going to raise it now. We've done our due diligence on Jonathan Majors. We're now moving on to Fast and Furious 10 a.k.a. Fast X. Comes into theatres May 19. Straight away, Con. We just rewatched it again. Yep. You just processed it yep. again. What are we thinking? Action-packed. Yeah. But there's about 17 different stories going on. I don't know what's happening. There's street racing. Yeah, there's, which is good. Yeah. That's what the, that's what the foundation what was built on in this saga. There's small little feuds and battles. Just Seems to be large-scale battles. Some more spy stuff, probably. Assumed. Um, the Vatican blows up. Of course, can't forget that Vatican. So it's like, they try and bring it down and think, okay, let's, let's bring it back. And they blow up the Vatican. <laughs> it just gets fucking out Look, of hand again. Very good point. However, bar the Vatican blowing up, yeah. and bar the dam uh, scene right at the end yeah. where there's an explosion on the dam. Is it the Hoover Dam? I don't know. That's the only dam yeah, I'm aware of. It's the Hoover Dam. We're going to call it the Hoover yeah. Dam. And he drives down the dam. Which is impossible. Which is definitely yeah. impossible. <laughs> um, take those two out of it. It was actually quite a grounded trailer. Yeah, it was. Yeah. For the for Fast and Furious, people are going, what do you mean? There was a big metal ball smashing up a city. We know. But when we consider what we've just seen over the past few, they've gone to space, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, this felt somewhat grounded. Yeah, I think if you take that those bits out yeah. and put John Wick on it, <laughs> Then you think, okay, this is fine. Yeah. But because it's got because it's got fast, you think, yeah. oh, this is stupid. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about him now. He looks different. We're going to talk about the villain, Jason Momoa. Mm. The storyline's boring. It bores me. Yeah. It's for, for long story short, for people, Fast and Furious 5, which is a damn good movie. Even I enjoy that one. The bank robbery Brazil scene, for people that, that wasn't aware. Um, Reyes, the cartel guy there, Robin, with the, the bank safes at the end, when he dies, his son was there. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> On the bridge, his son was there, and it was Jason Momoa. Yeah. Um, and now he's after revenge, killing everything that Dom loves, which we've seen before in the franchise. Yep. Take that to one side. That that bores me. Yeah. That bores me. However, Jason Momoa, I know you're not a big fan of him. At least he's doing something different, it feels. He's a bit weird, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. I think he's branching out a bit. He's, he's a villain now. <laughs> He's done the, the done the crane the strange was it a Christmas film what's that film I watched oh you uh well, no the dream one slumber yes. done that which was odd yeah he's been Aquaman and now he's been a villain personally I think he's gonna be a shit villain fair enough I don't think he's fair gonna enough. work as a villain because yeah. I can't see him as a villain I think that's fair especially when you, like you say he's literally we've got a big massive blockbuster hero DC movie coming this year so yeah. I get your point um but yeah I mean I don't think I'm gonna like the villain aspect. But what I mean is at least he's, you know, he, he's got coloured fingernails and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And he's a bit different. And also he's, he's a racer as well. So we actually did yeah. see him some racing. But I do really get your point. Um, but yeah, one thing I also want to mention, what the fuck? I'll just put it down here. 
uh, John Cena's character. Yeah. How the I really want to swear, so I'm going to swear. I hope you can allow this. How the fuck did they allow John Cena, super spy Vendetta from Fast and Furious 9, now all of a sudden be high-fiving uncle, I'm the cool guy, in yeah. one movie change? It's really odd. It's, that's, that's, a re- and I'm, that's going to grow on to me massively, because I think he's going to be like a bit bit divvy, and a bit like, oh, is. awesome, man. He's got to be fighting with his nephew, Dom's son. Yeah. And like, what, I think he said something like... um. Cannon cars, and then they high, high five. five. Yeah, and I think as well, it seems like the rehashing of like I like said, the, the villain was seen it before. There's a bit when they're racing. Do you know the bit where Dom in one of the comments goes, "This is Brazil." Oh, it's the, uh, the Rock. Yeah, yeah. It's seems in like Fast and Furious Five. They're doing it again, apparently. That's actually so true. Yeah, doing it again. they're standing there, guns pointing. That is that is yeah. spot on. Uh, who up put those, those two together on yeah. Twitter? That is joke. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not much more to say. I'll end it with the news that followed the trailer oh okay we knew it was happening so it's not really news but it has now been sort of officially confirmed so the director that took over from justin lynn do you remember oh yeah the the, the shit that went down he basically said the the production shit vin diesel's come (laughs) (laughs) so he then went out justin in left who's done multiple fast and furious movies and produced many and then they brought in uh, is it Louis Lettier? I think it is. Yeah, so Louis Lettier has directed this one now. He yeah. took over. He's also coming back to direct Fast and Furious 11. Okay. Which will apparently be the end to the mainline saga of Fast and Furious. Go for that. But there will be spin-offs. Yeah, <laughs> multiple spin-offs. <laughs> they yeah. have to. And to be fair, we've only got ourselves to blame because it's a billion-dollar franchise. Yeah. So yeah, blame, blame yourselves. But we will watch it. We'll, of course, do an episode on it next month when it drops again May 19th. Right, now we're moving over to our second teaser, though, this time. Mm. Uh, a bit of a surprise to me, but it's the new Godzilla and Kong movie. New title is Godzilla x Kong The New Empire. It officially releases March 15th, 2024. Um, now, just straight over to you. I think we have a synopsis, official yeah. one. Uh, Connor's our guy that always reads it out because he gets nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so give us what they've released with the new title. Right. We will see the legendary titans Godzilla and Kong team up to face a world-ending threat so so terrifying (laughs) that neither could survive alone. It will delve further into the histories of these titans, their origins, and the mysteries of Skull Island and beyond. You've done so well, but you did fuck it, I did fuck it. Uh, While uncovering the mythic battle, they helped forge these extraordinary beings and tied them to humankind forever. A lot of big words at the end. A lot of big words. Yeah. But, good synopsis. Yeah, good, yeah. Good synopsis. Um, yeah. Now, do you want to clear up, the, the, there were some issues, not issues, sorry, there were some discrepancies online because people were a bit confused by the teaser. So what yeah. did you get from that teaser? Explain it. Well, you mentioned there was a bit of description. I haven't seen it since the first time. So it's a bit of confusion. I was like, okay, what is it? And I see what I thought was uh, an orangutan. A big, massive orangutan. Yeah, sitting on a chair, and I thought, that's an orangutan. And I thought, am I being a divvy? Is that... Does everyone think that? So I kept quiet. But it's so clear. It is clear. It's in the random sense. It's a massive skinny arm. Yeah. Right? And uh, so it's not Kong. There's people that were, for some reason, saying it was Kong. Yeah. Uh, even on Twitter and our Twitter and stuff. Um, so yeah, it looks like it's a new sort of kaiju, kaiju monster. Um, and he's sitting on the throne, which I thought was such a cool teaser. Mm. And there's just skulls and skeletons of other kaiju where he looks like he's conquered. Yeah. Um, a bit like the Maestro um, comic storyline with the Hulk. That's what he'd he done. Um, and at the end, it shows the skulls of Kong 
and Godzilla does the, the scream and stuff like that. I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we're going to talk back the MonsterVerse then for a second because we haven't got much to break down with that. It's a new threat. I like that it's not, you know, Mecha Godzilla again or something like that. Yeah. It's another kaiju monster that may have a link to Kong. That would be really cool. Yeah. So, did you like Godzilla vs. Kong? 2021 that come out. Yeah, I think I did. I think we just loved it because it was just what we wanted two big monsters fighting yeah and then fighting a mecha godzilla so not going to win oscars yeah i think i did i don't think i'd ever watch it again not fair i do think i, I do think at the time i was like yeah this is good yeah, except I'd, for um what's his face Who's, carl chandler just fucking idiot for some reason why are you in it Pointless. why are you in it he got carl paid Chandler. for that it's ridiculous and annoyingly he's actually a good actor. yeah i know i know he's actually a good actor but it was the same with the storyline of millie bobby brown um and it just didn't it was stupid yeah um, but anyway um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. But the reason they're doing this, if people are thinking, why are they continuing? There's a lot of MonsterVerse fans out there. But what you've got to remember is, I was quite astonished when I read this. Bearing in mind some of the fouled box offices at the minute, like Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um, this box office made $470 million in 2021 during the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Blimey. Also, it released on HBO Max the same day. Oh, yeah. Remember, for people who don't know, the all of Warner Brothers um, movies from 2021 to 2022, released on HBO Max, same day, same date release. Um, oh. Apart from the Batman, I think it was. Oh, yeah, so coming out in 2020, because they were, in 2022, that was like, no, you, that's not coming out. Yeah. But yeah, also back in then, that is astonishing. Do it, yeah. You know you've got a winner. Exactly. You know you've got a winner. Uh, and also, it got 3.6 million viewers in five days on HBO Max um, when it released as well. So there's there's a need for it, apparently. Yeah. Well, we watched it. They come out. We come around here, didn't we? We did round your house. Yeah. We did. No. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think with that one, they stuck to what it should be: two big kaiju's fighting. Yeah. So if they do it again, fantastic team up movie. I think me and Connor will happily see that. Yeah, we're all over it. No <laughs> humans, please. No, no, thank you. Right, we're done with the trailers. We got the finale of the Mandalorian season three. Ups and downs, and good and bad. We're going to break it all down a little bit now for you. So before we do get into the goods and the bads, which I've made a little bit of a list here, mm. and we'll talk about some rumours and stuff like that, should we just run through, not a full breakdown, we'll just run through the good moments, because do you agree the finale was quite good? What did you think of the finale? I enjoyed it. it was good. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was probably the, the best, think it back, maybe the best episode of the series. I think it was. Well, the only, the two best episodes were the penultimate one. Yes. And, yeah. this, and this one where Paz Vizsla dies in the penultimate one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a really good episode. Yeah. Um, but this was just, you know, action-packed and good. So we've yeah. got, we got a fan there. So let's just run through it really quick. So it all takes place on Mandalore. Bo-Katan is able to escape Moff Gideon's base and regroup with her forces to execute a full frontal assault in the air. Now, this was the scene where they all fly in. Yeah. And she pulls out the Darksaber. That was cool. That was a cool it, shot. It looked really good, this episode. Well, visually and CGI was outstanding. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Brilliant. Um, it felt like, well, I ripped down here, um, because again, me and Connor, we're, we're big movie fans, but we're not, the reason we got Craig on last week, we're not like massive Star Wars fans. No. Nah. We enjoy the movies, they're iconic, but we're not like massive Star Wars fans. But this felt like Star Wars, this yeah. episode. You know. He did, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Sci-fi, action-packed, visually stunning, and a, and a, a somewhat decent story in this episode. Not for the season, we'll get on to yeah. it. Um, right. Whilst that is all happening, Din Djarin has escaped his capture and is tracking down Moff Gideon to end it once and for all, because he's 
missed it once and twice. <laughs> <laughs> the same story. Uh, then we got that whole hallway fight scene. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to go through that? Explain because that was really cool with the red doors that he had to take two at a time. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. So there's two sort of like hyper stormtroopers, whatever they're called. Yeah, f- f- uh, yeah. I don't know what their names are, but yeah, they're, they're like not Praetorian guards, but they are very good stormtroopers. Yeah, they're top tier stormtroopers. Top tier. So he's got to take them two by two. He's got R three opening each. Nice each gate so he takes the first two and he gets their weaponry yeah. I think it's a knife maybe then yeah. he gets after he opens the next door goes through there gets the next weaponry which is guns or something he's just collecting weapons yeah. as he goes through he even has a shield and a and like a baton at one point yeah. like, like you say he's just really making the most of everything that drops and yeah and you can just see this is what I've been screaming out for Ma- the Ma- Mando yeah this jarring yeah kicking off and just showing what he can do because season one season two thought you're fucking brilliant yeah and now we've seen it finally exactly little too late but it was fantastic um, so Gideon's plan all along which I didn't realise was the plan until this episode was to clone himself yeah and manipulate the force into his clones which is why he needed Grogu from season one um, so just straight up question do you think Gideon is dead no way He's still knocking about. Should he be dead? Yes, he should be. He should be dead. And I love um, Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he, he's done. And he was a great villain for six minutes in this. Um, he's a gra- <laughs> he's a great villain. He was brilliant in season two, especially. Yeah. But he's been great this whole series um, and see uh, of the Mandalorian. But if you if he comes back for another one, that is just you're beating a dead horse or whatever the saying is. Yeah, you can't have him. You know, be, I mean, it could be a clone. People are saying because he's got clones. That's Maybe that boring. was an advantance. That is boring, isn't it? We don't it? want that. We want someone else. Give us something new. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I completely agree with Con. I'm glad he has the same issues there. Uh, right, then Gideon traps Dinjarin inside the hangar alone with him and three Praetorian guards. The guards then chase after Grogu, really horrible scene, yeah. uh, whilst Gideon toys with the outmatched Dinjarin. Um, now, they obviously wasn't going to kill Grogu, mm. but the bit where they're like cutting his you know he's in ig12 he's called now yeah and moving about they're cutting him to pieces and i was like grogu bro yeah they're hungry for him (laughs) they're really hungry for him they're really hungry and we got some flips which Connor was waiting yeah we've got some light flips he's on light light fittings just doing little flips about finally the luke skywalker training happens and grogu (laughs) flips finally uh right eventually then bo-katan flies in to save dinjarin from moff gideon and allows dinjarin to save grogu that Mm. scene was really cool where again that's what we me and you loved season one and two yeah do you you like dinjarin love him do you like grogu love him love him we got to see him fight side by side and it was cool how you know grogu wasn't you know ripping them apart with the force Mm. But he was like unbalancing them and, and moving their guns away when they went yeah. to grab it, or their sorry, their their swords or whatever they call them. Um, and then Dinjarin was able to kill them all. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool to see them fight like that. That's perfect for Grogu as well because if he went in there and started ripping them apart, I would have said, "What the fuck have you been doing all this time? <laughs> Get out of IG twelve. Yeah, just crack on." <laughs> like the fact that he couldn't really just moving things like this is perfect. Exactly that. Yeah. I completely agree. I thought it was. Uh, right, after killing the Praetorian guards, they rush back to help Bo-Katan defeat Moff Gideon. They start to best him by working together, all whilst Axe-Woves is bringing down the fleet onto the station to destroy it. That's when we see the base explode and the flames engulf Gideon, which Connor is adamant does not kill him. Yeah, it does not kill him. Why would it, though? He's got yeah. best arm, amazing armour. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he's not, not going to die, is he? Yeah. 
He's fine. He probably just flew, flew away. If if he does die, that's actually. I mean, we want him to die, correct? Yeah, we do. But be a shit death, though. Yeah, it would be. It wouldn't be a death worthy, a worthy death. No, that amazing best guy. Anyway, yeah. we'll we'll move on. Um, but then that's a really cool shot. It's sort of coming to an end of the episode where Grogu uses the Force to save uh, from the fire and the flames, and it goes around them like a you know Moses water. Yeah. Um, and Bo-Katan and Din Djarin are saved. That was brilliant. Yeah. So do they just accept their fate then? So was the plan for them to to just Okay, we're going to die then. That's actually, I didn't even think about yeah. it until now. So, because they're getting over the radio, Axe Wolves go, I'm coming in. Yeah, get out, I'm coming. <laughs> You've got jetpacks. Yeah, just fly. I'm going down, you yeah. go up, and then you'll be fine. We're all sweet. Everyone yeah. else has done it. So They just stood there. That's actually a very good point. Uh, they just somewhat lucky. Grogu found that power right at the end, yeah. um, but he'd done it, and it was a very, very cool shot. Then the episode ends, of course, with the Mandalorian starting fresh, um, and sorry, the Mandalorians with Bo-Katan, they're starting fresh on Mandalore, chanting for Mandalore with the Great Forge, etc. So a new start, a new beginning for them, which will lead on to, you know, I think I think she'll appear in Ahsoka and then it will lead on to the Dave Filoni Mandalorian movie sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Din Djarin and Grogu, a bit like Thanos. Yep. <laughs> they rest carefully in the cabin on Navarro yeah. uh, and they're, they're back to bounty hunting now. Yeah. Back to bounty for the New Republic um so so yeah um so yeah you you said it good episode good episode yeah Um, would you call it a good finale um (sighs) bring you on the spot there but i've only just thought about that in my head i i don't know the answer yet (laughs) i don't think i would i think i'd call it a good strong episode but i don't think well i'm thinking now i'm on your lines there was mentions of spies and stuff like that a penultimate episode was called the spies or something like that yeah I don't know who that was. Yeah, who's the spy? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just... I think maybe they meant it's the Shadow Council, but I don't really think so. I don't think it sort of explained things as I think it should have. Yeah. A lot of people were saying that cloning thing, that should have been to explain how Palpatine come back later on in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But they chose to make it all about Moff Gideon again. Yeah, it was weird. Which makes me think you're right, and he's not dead. <laughs> yeah, it's... So that, I that come out of nowhere as well with that cloning thing. Yeah. And someone else that really annoyed me as well, like God. really fucking annoyed God. me. <laughs> when they're having the final battle and um, Moff Gideon destroys the Darksaber oh, yeah. and says the Darksaber is gone now. So, so we've been fucking, most of that series has been about this Darksaber. <laughs> right. That's actually a very good point. We're on, we're, we're on issues with the series now. So this is brilliant. Yeah. Let's talk about the Darksaber. Um, do you not feel... I'm not saying I feel like this. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Mm. I'm trying to be Moff Gideon. Um, do you feel it was a symbolic thing that, you know, it's a new Mandalore, it's not really, it's, it's divided people, that that sword? Yeah. Or are you thinking, no, <laughs> the season was all about that sword and you didn't deliver? Yeah, I think they put too much emphasis on that sword. Completely agree. And I think, because Moff Gideon's so hungry for it, like, please give it to me. I'm going to yeah. kill all of... Every Mandalorian, but give me this. Everything I've done over the years, yeah. I've done for this Darksaber. And then just destroys it. So it's gone now. <laughs> now. So what's your plan now then? I even just forgot it was him that destroyed yeah. it. <laughs> so, now, so now what do you want? And now I don't understand what you want. Okay, that's a very good point. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like um, I wrote down here, what, what did I put? I put down here that 
It just, the Darksaber felt so underused for the whole season. It caused zero rift between people yeah. because Bo-Katan and Dinjarin were sweet as all season. Yep. He's not a problem. Do you want it? Oh, well. It, and then what I hated, the technicality, Harry gave it to her. Yeah, cop out. Uh, you know, I got it disarmed by this crab robotic thing in that cave. Then you picked it up and killed it. So it's actually yours now. What yeah. lame way to go. It's like they watch Harry Potter <laughs> with the uh, Elder Wand. It didn't belong to him. You're very good to tonight. Him. You're oh, very good know. at linking these. Yeah. It was exactly like the Elder Wand, who disarmed who, etc. Yeah. But that's not what has been implied here about oh. the Darksaber. You, you need to take it from the person that had it. Come on. That was made so clear in an episode <laughs> as well, that extremely clear so clear uh, right let's talk some more issues there was there was some good a few bits we'll talk about it we're on the season as a whole now um the main thing here has to be the obvious balance of Bo-Katan and Dinjarin and Grogu two yeah. leads they tried to do but it wasn't it was Bo-Katan season one to me yeah it was yeah and my issue with that is I'm a Clone Wars animated fan and I'm a Rebels animated fan you've not watched either no you didn't you didn't appreciate the deviation from Dinjarin and Grogu. No. And neither did I. Well that spells issues. Yeah. That's not all we're sold. <laughs> because if even me, who's a fan of those shows, I got on to Mandalorian season one and two because of Dinjarin, because of Pedro Pascal, yep. and because of Grogu, that, that relationship. Yeah. So what have they done with this then? I don't I don't know why they've done it. And I thought they would have learnt with the book of Boba Fett because yeah. we had the same thing. Boba Fett, but not really. It was setting up Mandalorian season three. Yeah. And then sort of two leads. Didn't work. Was that a big issue, do you think, then? The fact that they... What Connor's referring to there is in Book of Boba Fett five and six, I think it was, was a Mandalorian-centric episode. Yeah. Taken away from the title of character of Boba Fett to set up, as you just say, season three. So, but what if you didn't watch Boba Fett? <laughs> exactly. I, I think it was. I think it was. I think that was an issue. And I think maybe Boba Fett suffered because because I thought I both had shit but maybe I did if Mandalorian were thinking why have I done this well maybe Boba Fett's got a, like, a bit of a <laughs> point like hang on a minute exactly that that's yeah. a, that's, again very good point um yeah it just it, it and it, obviously this when me and Connor are not sort of making this up on the spot because to back up our points the viewership's down from season one and two which yeah. would not happen with a season three premiere they thought this would bang, Mandalorian season three. Yeah. It was going to bang before, obviously, people saw it. So for the viewership to be down, clearly people like you that are not a fan, or not certainly you're not a fan, but you didn't watch Clone Wars, you didn't watch Rebels, yeah. don't like the fact they've gone away from Din Djarin. And even people like me are not happy that have watched those shows. And it makes all sense to me, because I know what the Darksaber is, yeah. Sabine Wren. I've met Bo-Katan before. I'm not happy with it. So what have you catered this show? Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, well, that, 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 like we said, that's the main issue. As we said, the viewership's down. Um, Moff Gideon, I put here, we spoke about a little bit, a little bit too late. He was in the final episode of Really That's It. Yeah. So, too late. And we had the issue, season two, when he's captured. Yeah. A shit in for him. <laughs> he's just been shafted. Has been shafted yeah. completely. Um, the, we'll talk about those needless cameos. Very Disney at the minute. Um, yeah. A couple of episodes ago, we had Jack Black. Didn't mind Christopher Lloyd that much. Yeah. We had Jack Black and we had Lizzo. I'm telling you now, Kim Kardashian will be in a Marvel project because it's Disney. Yes, she will. Yeah. We had Megan Thee Stallion in She-Hulk, etc. Why Why are they doing that? Yeah. It's, it's po- And... Something come out about Kim Kardashian is funny. I saw it what today. Was it? Um, one of the regulars for American Horror Story, the older woman, 
Um, she said she doesn't because apparently Kim wants to be on it. Right. And she says she does not want her anywhere near it. <laughs> Nothing should leave. You should come on, so I'm leaving. Uh, yeah, stupid. It is stupid. Um, so I just think they fumbled a lot of things on this. It didn't. It felt a little bit flat in in times. Um, and not really what I think they wanted to land. So um, some good stuff I will say is, mm. although they deviated, I thought Katie Sackhoff and Bo-Katan's character was good. I do, yeah. So nothing to, wrong with her. They just, they balanced it all wrong. Yeah, I think so. In the finale, it was good. They were both sort of doing their thing and it worked. But so you agree Bo-Katan was a good character? She was a good tech character and I did like Bo-Katan, but we was all sold a Mando dream. And to, technically we got... The Mandalorians. Yeah. But the Mandalorian we want is... Exactly uh, that. Um, and we know Dave Filoni has said recently, people that you might have seen that, you know, the Mandalorian means the Mandalorians, like Connor just said. We know he, we got that quote. We know he said that um, at Star Wars Celebration. But I think that's a bit of a cop-out. Yeah, it is, yeah. Because you re- are realising how this season's going. And, yeah, don't move the goalposts. Yeah, don't move your goalposts, yeah, as we yeah. say here in the UK. Perfect. Uh, just to end on another thing, I thought the CGI and the... Um, production was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's miles better than MCU shows. The you know their their costumes and, yeah. and sets and stuff like that. Flying and fighting in the sky, it was just clean. <laughs> it just looked so cool and yeah. so good. The big monsters. Yeah, it, it was that that I can't knock it. Yeah, completely agree. Um, so yeah, what would I? I mean, I didn't prep you for this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. You know, he knows. He knows what I'm going to ask. Yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you for a season rating out of ten. The Mandalorian. I think I'm. I think I'm going to give it. I'm toying. The toy Jackson. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Or seven and a half. I'm not going to go seven because although I did, I enjoyed aspects of it. It was a good series. I think not fantastic, mm. but I don't think it was lower than a seven. I think the, the CGI I picked up. I think I agree with you purely on the basis that it looks fantastic for a TV show. Yeah. And they saved it massively with those final two episodes. Yeah. Uh, I am going to give it a seven. So we'll average it a seven out of 10. It, yeah. was, it was a good series, but had a lot of flaws. And that's why it gets no higher for us at the weekly cut. Yeah. Um, I'll be shocked if there's not a Mandalorian season four. Don't know what's going on because there's a lot of issues and rumors around Pedro Pascal. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure he was on set for any of this. We didn't, yeah. I know we're not supposed to see his face. I get that he made amends with that. That was the whole point of this season. Um, I felt like you, you just felt a bit robotic at times. I felt like you needed the reminder that there is yeah. Pedro Pascal behind that. Well, I thought Moff Gideon would take it off when he captured him because the old disrespect. Yes. I thought he would have took it off and saw him there. But clearly not. Never know. So hopefully those rumours ain't true, but we'll see what happens for the Mandalorian. But for now, we're going to move on to what is on our screens. Tell me! That is low-key, not screaming at Jonathan Majors, probably. Yeah. Uh, right. Tell me why you done it. Uh, I've got nothing. Uh, I'll just add a little bit in here. I'm just going to do about a 30-second thing. Picard season three, absolutely epic. Yeah. It's nailed it on all fronts. I've never seen a series so, like, beloved. Uh, I, there's not no, what's the word? No one's not happy with it. Fair. It's really odd. Um, like All the reviews I've looked at YouTube and that, and everyone's going like, how did they do this? Because... As I said to you last week, season one and two was not very good. Yeah. So everyone was coming to this going like, here we go. Uh, and it just is fantastic. Terry Matlas uh, kept liking our tweets the other day, by the way. He's the showrunner, director, right, oh. etc. Um, He just give him the keys to whatever he wants with Star Trek. 
Yeah. Um, but it's it was on the Nelson charts. I think it beat Mandalorian, which is crazy. That's mad, yeah. You'd never get a Star Trek thing beating a Star Wars at a minute. Um, but yeah, it's just an utterly great season. Um, the nostalgia stuff I won't bore you with. Just they, they just captured it absolutely perfect. Do you know what the best way I can describe it? What's something that would re- refrain, like, that would make sense to you? Something that you like. What I'm trying to say is it wasn't cheesy where... So, for example, John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart, you know he says engaged, don't you? Yeah. He'd done it in season one and two, and it was a bit like... Like, yeah. don't do it because you need to, because it's the you know, you're a really famous catch line. Like, but in season three, it was all business, like... It was as if he wasn't doing it for the fans. He was doing it because the situation was like he was going stations and he was being the captain sort yeah. of thing. More so believable. They, they just, yeah, believable. They nailed it. Um, I won't, uh, no, no more on that. Uh, Rich White will be out of the year. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Picard season three, brilliant. If you're a Star Trek fan, I am sure you will nail it for you and please and go and enjoy it. Um, right, that's me done. Oh, nice. Uh, I've watched uh, episode two of Beef. On Netflix. Oh, I carried on, yeah. Yeah, I'm going quite slow with it. It's quite an easy watch, but I think it's a watch where you think, there's nothing else on, pop it on. Luke was telling me that people are saying it's the best Netflix series ever. What? I watched 50 minutes episode one, so these people must have been drunk <laughs> or high or something. Because it's, it's good. It's because it's, it's quite, I really enjoyed episode one. It's quite indie, it's quite, yeah. it's quite new and different and quite current. Yeah. Because of, you know, the way of the rage and beef and Stephen Yun's a good actor. So I know what you're saying. Yeah, but let's remember Stranger Things. Yeah, okay, come on. Thank you. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, also watched one episode of The Night Agent. I finished the whole season. What do you think? Um, it gets better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I liked episode one. Yeah. That's all I've watched. It, um, after like two or three episodes, or after the first episode, I said to Jade, this is the most generic yeah. FBI American series yeah. I've ever seen. But it's actually, like, it genuinely is a really good series. I promise you now. Um, it's one of the most viewed, um, that's why it's got a season two, confirmed. Nice. It's one of the most viewed Netflix series ever. I think got five English language series, something like that. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I'll, yeah, it does get better. I'll carry on. Yeah, it I'll does. It's you know got a lot of twists and turns yeah, in it. It's ones. actually worth it. Um, what about anything else? Uh, yeah, go rewatch the Batman. You did. I did. You yeah. did. Now I t- when I watched it, I texted you, and I thought I texted you just a random clip, and you got it immediately. It was just, a, oh, I didn't, was it a clip? I only, I was, no, was, a, I was so a bit drunk. It was, was a picture a, of the window. Yeah, when, yeah, Riddler's looking at yeah. the, the mayor and his son, yeah. But immediately. Easy. I think I said to you, if you asked me to name me something bad about this film, I'd really struggle to name yeah. it bad. Yeah, it's think, so good. What would you give it a rating second out of 10, you said? Was it a nine out nine of 10? Nine out of 10. It's such yeah. a good movie. We're big fans of the Batman. We cannot wait for Matt Reeves to, you know, give us some more. It goes into production in November. So I think Comic-Con is going to be a big, Big time for DC and, yeah. and the Matt Reeves verse. But yeah, fresh. Yeah, that's it. Good. Right, well, let's move on to Box of Scraps. Box of Scraps! This is our famous segment for shitty news that we didn't want to put up top, as yeah. you must know if you've listened before. Uh, I've got one really shitty piece of news. Ooh. The Twilight is getting... Sorry, The Twilight? Twilight, Vampires, one, the book, etc. It's getting a remake series with Lionsgate. Ugh. So fresh off the tails of the Harry Potter one, yeah. Obviously, Harry Potter is much more successful, but um, but yeah, it's getting a remake. I love Twilight, and even I've gone why? Why do they keep choosing to go up against Harry Potter? Because <laughs> that was a whole battle before, wasn't it? And they're doing it again. I didn't even think of that. Yes. What? Leave it a bit. Just wait. Yeah, yeah uh, but yeah, it's getting a remake. It's a yeah full remake. It's not like a spin off with the Valtoris or anything like that. Full remake in the works. Snooze. Snooze. Uh, I got one scrap, and yeah. again, is a shitty scrap. Sad news. <laughs> 
Len Goodman. Oh, no. Passed away today, 78. He had bone cancer. Hid the illness. Um, America's known from Dance with the Stars. We're known from Strictly. Strictly, was they it? They must have a Strictly Come USA, didn't they? Yeah, I think he's Dance a, with the Stars. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, he's Strictly Come, yeah. Yeah, and I think he was on that. I think he was on Dance with the Stars for 31 seasons. Yeah. So quite prominent oh, in America. R.I.P. Len. Yeah. And R. a good R. old Severt. Severt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, shame. Uh, any more box of scraps? No, that's it. Well, that's the show then. Um, next week, big episode. You have to come back. And why will I tell you? Stop shouting at me. <laughs> it's CinemaCon. It's starting today. We're recording on Monday, the 24th. It starts with Sony. Then tomorrow, we've got Warner Brothers, the Flash trailer. Then we've got Disney. Then we've got Lionsgate, Universal. We've got Paramount, Transformers, Mission Impossible 7 maybe <sighs> coming as well. We are going to have everything. We're also getting Equalizer 3 trailer tomorrow. Yeah. And there's another trailer coming. The Witcher, Henry Cavill, also yeah. coming tomorrow. So it's going to be stacked. Come back. We'll have it all for you. And for now, I'll just say thank you for listening. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>